What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Getting Buckets podcast. Yes, again, I know it's been years, years since we actually recorded a podcast, uh, but but here we are. We're finally able to sit down, talk about the worldwide, the worldwide world of basketball. I'm Kai Carlin. I got my man Kelsey Witted with me. What's up, man? Kelsey, man, it's, shit, it's the NBA Finals, bro. It's the NBA Finals, and we have history. Um, on one side, the Golden State Warriors are headed back to the NBA Finals for the fifth straight season. The first time an NBA team has done that since the Boston Celtics back in the 50s. And on the other side, Kelsey, the Toronto Raptors are headed to the NBA Finals for the first time in franchise history. Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors getting it done over Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks in six games in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, man, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, you literally look at it. It's uh, Toronto is in, the, in their first... Uh time in the finals their their whole franchise and you think about it you're you're having at least a couple games of the finals in canada like that's pretty cool to think about exactly i mean you know in the grand scheme of things we all know canada as a like a hockey country but like toronto represents the whole country in canada being that it's the only canadian basketball team so uh, i i think it's pretty cool the fact that uh that Toronto is going to be hosting at least a couple games of the finals. They're going to be hosting game one of the finals. Right. Yeah, be- and it's not, it's not even like you you get the, the the second, you know, the second go around where you get games three and four and then anything else after that. No, you're getting game one, you're getting game two, you're getting game five, and game seven if it goes that far. Exactly. So you're getting the majority of the games. And it won't go that far, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely cool as hell. Yeah. Although, and I know, listen, I know you hate Drake. You're not the biggest Drake fan. You know, you know, I may not be the biggest Drake fan music wise, but I kind of love it. Like him being a super fan, like I, I absolutely love it. He's all in on the Raptors. I mean, the Raptors have already embraced Drake as you know one of their icons in their franchise. I mean, they have Drake nights. I mean, they, they have uniforms literally dedicated to Drake. I mean, the OVO I, uniforms, the OVO uniforms. I mean, the, the black and gold, I mean, smooth and sexy. Like, you know, I love Drake as a super fan, really being right there for the Toronto Raptors. I mean, it's just like, it's just like Jack Nicholson and the Knicks, man. You're always going to see him on oh, the sideline. Lakers, the Lakers, excuse me. And then uh, Spike Lee with the Knicks, excuse me. Um, You know, you're always going to see him on the sidelines. So. I know. I, I think it's awesome, and, and you know, apparently it's getting in people's heads because obviously, uh, you know, Mike Budenholzer had to take uh, had to take of uh, what Drake meant to that franchise and how he was like tired of his antics and all that stuff. But I love it. Even Giannis's agent came out and said something too, which I thought was stupid. Like, like I don't know, like I thought that was stupid. Like, like, like I I feel like that it's a tactic to obviously get into people's minds, get into players' minds, and and look if you if you. Uh, you know, if, if you're focusing on the fans, then, you you know, you're not focusing on what, what's at stake. What's the matter at hand? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, so you look if you're looking at Drake, man, I, I love it. So I really I'm really excited for the series for a couple of <laughs> for a couple of reasons, even though Kevin Durant is ruled out for game one of the finals on uh, the 30th. But we are eventually going to see him in this series. And we all know what the fuck the Spurs were doing to the Warriors in 2017. That game won the Western Conference Finals when Kawhi Leonard was actually healthy. Spurs were kicking the shit out of Golden State. They were up by 23 points. Kawhi then lands on Zaza's foot. He's out for the series. Golden State storms back game one from 23 down to win game one and then go on to sweep the Spurs because Kawhi couldn't play. So I'm very interested to see how Kawhi handles this series. Will this be a revenge factor for him? Will this be a, a series that where he remembers 2017? Um, I love the way Kawhi handles himself, 
even after Game Five, uh, when they beat the Bucks. Remember the uh, I think it was um, what's her name, Kristen Ledlow. She asked him. She said, "The Bucks, are, you you haven't lo- lost this many games in a row in a while." Uh, what's it going to take to beat them four times in a row? And he goes, I don't know. I've never done it. So, I mean, Kawhi just keeps it real. And I, I really think that we're going to be looking um, at, like, a, I'm just a really locked in Kawhi Leonard in these NBA finals. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's already came out and said, he, you know, he's not worried about being the best player. He wants to be on the best team. And the Raptors and, are right there, And dude. the Raptors are chance. right there for the taking. And especially with Kevin Durant being out game one, I mean, the, the taking is there right there for you. I mean, you make a statement game one. You take advantage of the minus of Kevin Durant for the Warriors, and you go ahead and get the job done. I mean, you know, uh, for me, my big factor I'm going to be looking at is Kyle Lowry, and it's obviously yeah, no, that's and it's, it's obvious because of the fact of you know he's known to have playoff just disappearances, duds, and yeah. disappearances, duds, goose eggs, whatever you want to call it, he has them all the time. And now you're on the biggest stage of your career. Yep. Obviously, you know, getting to the finals, this is the first time for him, um, you know, and, and a lot of the core, the Raptors, except Danny Green, of course. But, um, you know, the first time being there, you're going to get Steph Curry, which Steph actually plays well against the Raptors. All you know, the time. You know, he's 15 I think and 2 in his career against Yeah, 15 and 2, averages like 28 points. I mean, you know, typical Steph Curry like stuff. No doubt. You're already going to have a tough matchup there, and you just got to come out and compete. Yeah. You know, so. That's that's going to be the biggest thing for me is that if, if Kyle Lowry is going to be that that's support that that Kawhi Leonard um needs is the bench going to step up and play Fred Van Vliet's been playing out of his mind after he oh listen, my Van God. Vliet was garbage in Orlando series he was absolutely do you know what he shot in the Philadelphia series Kelsey oh you it was horrible let me let me hit you with this go ahead, go ahead in the Philly series Fred Van Vliet shot zero point seven one percent from three point range overall the man shot twelve and a half percent in the Philly series. And then he goes Yikes. out and has those three huge games in the conference finals. Three against huge games in the conference finals and he just he just becomes alive. I mean You know what? I'm gonna I'm putting this on Freddie Jr. Fred Van Vliet Jr. I mean yeah a lot he of did people just have his baby. He, you know, he you know he just had himself a baby and then boom he becomes a father and then there you go. He just goes out spurred out. Whatever it takes man. Whatever like, hey Avengers whatever it takes. Whatever it takes man like <laughs> If you're getting that kind of production, that kind of clutch shooting too, not just shooting, clutch shooting too. I mean, he was hitting some big, big shots. Also, give credit to Mark Gasol because he was hitting Gasol some big, big shots in the fourth quarter of that game five against Milwaukee, and even game six, the two corner game, threes in the game fourth six quarter as well too. Yeah, you know, so you really looking at it like, you know, they they need all this against Golden State. You know, I'm telling you right now, Golden State's going to be challenged this series. Like, remember when we were talking about last year's finals, you know, Golden State, Cleveland, part four. And, um, I mean, we pretty much broke it down position by position. And we said Steph Curry's going to fucking destroy George Hill. Klay Thompson's going to kill J.R. Smith. LeBron and Durant will do their thing. But Draymond Green's going to kill um, Kevin Love because Draymond just locks him up defensively. And then JaVale McGee, at this point, better than Tristan Thompson because of his role. We're going into these finals, and we're, we're, I'm not so sure there's this, this everything's edge warriors because sure Steph Curry has the edge in his matchup with Kyle Lowry but Lowry um we gotta give him a ton of credit he balled out in the Bucks series now that at that time was the biggest stage of his career and Kyle Lowry balled out that entire series not just offensively but defensively hustles taking charges steals um really putting his body on the line so while Curry definitely has the edge in this matchup Kyle Lowry's not going to make it easy for him at all 
um, Clay Thompson and Danny Green. Again, sure, the Warriors have the edge here, but Danny Green is a very good defender in his own right. And if Danny Green can get his uh, his stroke back and, and knock down the, those wide-open threes that he, he missed in the Buck series, Danny Green then becomes a factor. And then you come small forward, Andre Iguodala's hurt too. I mean, Iguodala is going to play game one uh, in place of, of Durant, but Iguodala's dealing with his own calf strain. So is Iguodala going to be the same player against Kawhi Leonard? That's a huge edge for the Raptors. And even when Durant does come back, is Durant going to be 100%? Is Durant going to be uh, up to his normal standards? Again, that's all edge on Kawhi Leonard. At power forward, Draymond Green and Pascal Siakam, even though I give a slight edge to the Warriors, it's a slight edge because of Draymond. Pascal Siakam, and Steve Kerr said the other day, Pascal Siakam reminds him of Draymond Green. Siakam can do it all. And then at center, uh, obviously Marcus all over Andrew Bogut. And then I know there's a chance DeMarcus Cousins actually comes back in this series. But at this point, I would still take Marcus All over DeMarcus Cousins. And then the bench. You mentioned the bench, Kelsey. Golden State's bench really has not been up to standards. Kevin Kevon Looney's played well. Give Looney a ton of credit. I think uh, Alfonso McKinney ha has also played very, very well. But then you look at Toronto's bench. Serge Ibaka has been to the NBA Finals. Fred Van Vliet, we talked about him playing his ass off lately. Norman Powell had a huge series against the Bucks. Also, Kels, OGN and Obi's coming back. So all of a sudden, while sure the Warriors are going to win this series, but the, but Toronto's going to make this a series. Is it going to go six? Yeah, maybe I mean, seven. Toronto Toronto's going to make this a series. But you know, in Gold State, they're going to be motivated. I mean, you know, you're going minus your best player game one. I I really think that the Kevin Durant injury. I mean, I, I get that that you know they had a, the the Warriors had a matchup against Portland and they just happened to really manhandle Portland without Kevin Durant, but they're they're just as motivated. I I you know because I think it just revitalized you know what they are as a team. They they're like whoa you know minus two of our two of our starting five that we can still get the job done. So I mean this is going to be a really interesting series. Um, I think Gold State they're going to have to empty out the bench just because they can compete with Toronto's bench, just because of the fact that Toronto can go 10, 11 deep, easy, um, just like what Golden State was before. And Golden State's dealing with their fair share of injuries. I mean, you know, so you really looking at it, man. I mean, this is going to be a really good series. Uh, I really feel like you're going to need the heroics of Steph and Clay between game one and game two. I'll even put Draymond in there because Draymond dropped a triple-double um, a couple times in in the Portland series, so you're going to need the heroics of those those three to to at least try to split one one. I mean, I'd I'd be, I'd be fine with them going down to nothing if they go back to Oracle because of just how good they are at home. Honestly, Toronto could take a three nothing lead in the they, series, they, and, 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 I, was, and I still would pick the Warriors to win the series. That, that's fair. I mean, that's fair to say they can go down three zero, and then you can see your very first ever right. reverse sweep. Right. You the, know, war, the Warriors are. You know they're the that Warriors. good. They can they can win. They can win in your own gym. You know, um, and so can Toronto. They can win in anyone's gym. So, I'm comfortable with the Warriors going down to nothing in this series. But again, you want to steal one on, on the road, and Gold State is more than capable of doing that. So, if you're Toronto, you got to come out. You got to handle your business game one and game two, so that you're make you make sure you're going to Oracle up to nothing. Because you, you have if to. you if you lose one. On your home floor, it's a wrap. 
It's a wrap for you. It's done. It's over. Man, they they could easily go down 0-2. Yeah, you can easily lose both games. All, they all really home. could. You really like could. A, just that's, that's just how. Like, like a, if we're being real here. You, yeah. You know what I I'm mean, saying? that's just how good Gold State is. But you got to come out. You got to handle your business. Go up, you know, with these two um, in, in, at home in Canada. And then you go to Oracle up to nothing. And then try to steal one on the road in Oracle and and, and that's how that's how you really got to look at it. But game one, game two, must win. Yeah, must win. They, if you're they, Toronto. They, they can't lose either. That's that's a mentality to you, you they, have. They can't lose any games at home. Like like if they want to win this series, I mean, sure. You just mentioned that Toronto can go in anybody's gym and want and win. First round, they won both games in Orlando. Second round, they took a big game four in Philadelphia. Uh, against Milwaukee, they took game five on the road. So I feel like the Raptors could go into Oracle and get one. Like if they absolutely had to. Because they've proven it before, but the this, these are the Warriors. It's the Warriors. Yeah, you can't you can't you, have like, any like, mishaps. Like, like you can't you got you, you got to play near it. you got to play near perfect basketball. Because you need to play a plus plus type of type of basketball. Yeah, uh, f- until you know, like for you to win this series, you mm-hmm. have to play near perfect ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there, there's many there's been many teams that. I've taken up a, 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 at least one game in this against the Warriors, and the Warriors happen to come back all so, the time. You know, you, I'm, I'm, you I mean, they had to, they had some troubles with the Clippers in round one. Clip, the, you know, you go off the the Clippers. They they had trouble with the Clippers. Um, there. The Rockets. It was two two. You know, Rockets was two two. I mean, you can go even years past as well. You know, but you know, if you're Toronto, you have to think sweep or nothing. That's yeah. just the mentality you gotta have. Yeah, be honest with you. I mean, th- this is a team that has won full three of the past four championships, and they're looking to win four of the past five. And in that a three peat, the Golden State Warriors are a dynasty. They are the perfect dynasty. W- whether you want to admit it or not, th- this team is shows how you should run a basketball team. Um, and the Toronto Raptors give Masai Ujiri a ton of credit, Kels, because. That Kawhi Leonard DeMar DeRozan trade is looking pretty fucking good right now. And also, Kels, e- even even if this isn't enough, like like look at it from from the Raptors' perspective in terms of free agency. Let's just say this isn't enough. Kawhi, like they, they make the finals, they lose. Kawhi's like, okay, thanks for the memories, I'm out. You start a rebuild. You are in perfect position for yeah, a rebuild. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, let, let's let's back this up real quick. I mean, like, what like was a perfect position? What was what was said about Masai Ujiri? Going out, making a trade for for Kawhi Leonard, so you basically you you trade a, a franchise cornerstone with with Demar Derozan, gave you seven years uh, uh, to to Toronto, and you go out and fire the coach of the year. Let's yep. also let's also bring yeah, that Dwayne up. Casey. You go ahead and fire the coach of the year, Dwayne Casey. So you go you go ahead and make really two big franchise moving you know moves. Yeah. Really big, you know. You look at every other team. Okay, the franchise is going in a different direction. You know, you make two really big ones for huge. this franchise. They were huge. You know, and they're you were seeing that they're benefiting from that. That you know, with Kawhi Leonard, Nick Nurse is doing one hell of a job coaching. You know, because that was always my question mark this year with the Raptors was how's Kawhi Leonard going to play with them, and how's Nick Nurse going to perform as a coach? I mean, Nurse outcoached Mike Boonholzer. In that conference final, yeah, you 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 outcoach Mike Budenholzer, you you go into coaching battles against uh, Brett Brown, but you happen to win that. 
obviously. And, and Steve Clifford did a good, hell of a job in Orlando. <laughs> and Steve Clifford did a, you know, hell Steve of a Clifford job did in Orlando. A, a great job in Orlando. They even stole one on your home floor. Yeah, they so took like, game one in Toronto. So the fact that, you know, you deal with some resiliency and we're seeing the performing, um, you know, the, the, the performance of Nick Nurse. Right. There's so, a toughness about this Raptor. Team. Abs- absolutely. That's, I mean, I mean, no disrespect to Dwayne Casey because he's done. Uh, great things with that franchise. He's turning that franchise around. He even does. He's even beginning to do the same thing in Detroit. You can exactly. See it. You you can see it. You can see he's going to turn out. He's going to turn around the Pistons. Um, but you know, no disrespect to Dwayne Casey, but, but Nick, Nick Nurse, Nurse. Is, yeah. is out here really performing. And now here's your ultimate challenge. Here's the coach who has won with the Warriors to you know his entire career. His, his entire career. So there he's, you go. Steve Kerr's already been are. a coach for five years, and he's made the finals all five years. Yeah. That's insane. Um, all right, official prediction. I'm going to say Warriors in, I'll say six. I say Warriors in five. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to give Toronto gonna be a, two. It's going to be a tough five. It's not going to be like just, uh, just because of Kevin Durant's injury. Like I, I know we talked about it with Portland. I was like, oh, I'm giving Portland a game. Yeah. Just Por- Damian Lillard got hit with the injury, and then McCollum really didn't play all that well. Give Myers Leonard a ton of credit. Myers Leonard for some reason had some fucking amazing series, but Por- Toronto's not Portland. Like I feel like Toronto with Kawhi Leonard, no nonsense. He can get two games for this team. All right, that's fair. You know, I I think that with with the Warriors, even though it may be in five games as my prediction, it's going to be tough five games. I think every game is going to go down to the wire. I think so. You know, I don't I don't think it's going to be any blots in this in, in this series. And I think it will come down to Lowry uh, for Toronto. It will come down to Lowry and Danny Green. That's, yeah. Like, how are you going to match up with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson? Right. Right. That's going to be it for me. All right. So we're gonna. Just tr- transition real quick. This is going to be like a short podcast, but we're going to kind of wrap this up in the next 10 to 12 minutes or so. Um, the Los Angeles Lakers, Kelsey, uh, one of the premier franchises in the NBA. That, d- did you see this ESPN article that just came First out? First off, let me give absolutely who the writer, the writer getting his name. He just Braxton, uh, it's Braxton something. You know, Give him absolute credit on this article because this article was absolutely beautiful. This is that's this has been one of the best. Bra- ba- my, my apologies. His name's Baxter Holmes. Baxter Holmes. Baxter Holmes has put together one of the greatest articles I've I've read. Sports articles I've read in a while. You know, and and so much detail. How much juice is in this article? Um, really, really was it was something. I mean, it's front page of ESPN. Right. When you're getting an article is. front page of ESPN, that's really saying something. But yeah, this this article had a lot into it. All right. And and we're you know we're gonna break it down. But let's break it down with step one. All right. Rob Polinka and Magic Johnson have been formally introduced in March of 2017. Lakers do front office uh, leaders. Uh, Johnson and Polinka then had a meeting with the basketball staff. And Magic Johnson basically threatened them and said, I have a ton of resumes on my desk who are easily replaceable. So basically, Magic Johnson told these guys that one fuck up and you're done. And Magic basically what used authority was a bully to like kind of show authority. That's not a healthy working environment. No, it's not. I mean, that that that's just common sense. I mean, a very authoritative uh boss really doesn't always produce the the healthiest or the, or the most productive situations to work for you know and that that's just with any job yeah. you know not not 
you know, trying to run the Lakers, you know, so and, and it, it very, it, and it kind of goes heavily against what magic is. Yeah. I mean, magic is this really charismatic, that, really right. individual loves the camera, you know, that very, shocked smiles, me when I heard it, happy, when I read you know, this happy, go lucky, you know, don't get me wrong. It's about his business. Yeah. But, but he seemed like a really charismatic guy. And the fact that, you know, he, he really came out and, and really put down the, the authoritative hammer. You know, that surprised me as well. I'm like, wow, this is a, a different sign of magic I've never really seen before. You know, and, and that was really surprising because I, I really thought that they hit a home run for for someone to run the Lakers. But you know why, though? Because they, they do this stupid, oh, let's keep it in the Lakers family. Like, no, no. Okay. I kind of brought this up earlier when, when me, you, and everybody else are kind of talking about this. Look at the two premier markets in the NBA, New York and Los Angeles. The two premier teams, the two premier teams in those markets, Knicks for New York, Lakers for LA, are dumpster fires. They are absolute dumpster fires. They are poorly run. They had to keep it in the, the family, quote-unquote family, to run their organizations. Meanwhile, the two lesser teams in those markets, the Brooklyn Nets in L.A. and the, uh, the Clippers in New York and the Clippers in L.A., those teams get it. Those teams made the playoffs. They have good front offices, good head coaches. There's stability. There's no drama. And really, it's, it's sad because the Clippers should not be running L.A. And, and the Nets should not be running New York. It should be the Knicks and the Lakers. And, and, and just as I continue to read this Lakers story, it just I, – I, I don't get it. Um, LeBron's got his fucking agent, Rich Paul, hanging out on the, on the plane when you know for damn sure he wants Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram all gone so he can bring in Anthony Davis. You have his fucking agent sitting on the plane with these guys? That's uncomfortable. If I'm Lonzo Ball, I'm looking over my shoulder like – I know for a fact this guy doesn't like me. I know for a fact this guy wants me gone. I know for a fact that this is an uncomfortable situation. And 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 then and then you have to try to be teammates with LeBron James. I don't get it. The, the, and, and the fact that Rob Palinka and Magic Johnson just allowed this shit to happen. And then Luke Walton. Luke Walton was just having you know some dinner with, with the commissioner adam silver and rich paul comes over to their dinner and says yo actually it wasn't luke walton i apologize it was um maverick carter. yeah maverick carter lebron's you know associate partner. business partner yeah. right so carter and adam silver having dinner rich paul then comes over and complains about luke walton dude you're going straight to the commissioner to complain about the head coach at dinner <laughs> What in the hell of it is going on here? That is, that is not how you run a team. That is not how you run a team. It, it's it's pathetic. It, it's embarrassing. And I don't understand how an NBA team allows this to happen. But wait, there's more. There is more. <laughs> there is more. Let me, let me there is more. Let, let me let me get to this. Let me get to this. Okay. Uh Magic Johnson apparently yelled at a staff worker because she made a mistake about getting a car. Or a limo for one of their pre-draft workouts or whatever. Made a mistake about it. Magic then brought her into his office, screamed at her, said, I don't stand for mistakes. I don't make fucking mistakes. She cried for hours, then had panic attacks every time she went into work, and she got diagnosed with anxiety medicine. Another worker also got diagnosed for anxiety medicine. Just for going into work. 
What kind of hell? What kind of working environment is this? Okay, there's more. But wait, there's more. There's more. Okay, Magic Johnson and Rob Palinka. It's June 26, 2018. They're they're introducing Mo Wagner and Svi Mihailuk. They're two draft picks. Uh, the basketball staff wanted to draft Villanova star Omari Spellman. That was the basketball staff. That's what they do. They evaluate basketball players. They didn't want Wagner or Mihailuk. Magic Johnson and Rob Palinka went to a damn player. Omari Spellman's teammate, Josh Hart. Uh, Magic went to Josh Hart and said, and, and wanted to know, hey, Omari Spellman, he's got these uh, these issues. How, how real are they? Josh said, eh, they're there, but I mean, you know, no, no big deal. They draft Mo Wagner instead. The basketball staff had no idea. They had no idea. Wait. But, well, hold on, hold on. Hold Let's on, also on. add to the fact that they were in a separate war room. Oh, yeah, that's another one. Two <laughs> separate war rooms. <laughs> like, you, have, you have two separate war rooms in the practice facility. That's where they had them. Yes. So where you have Rob Plinka and, and Magic in one room and, and the all the other basketball staff, staff in other. In the other, in the other room. The basketball staff was shocked when they saw Mo Wagner pop up on the TV screen as when they're as they're watching the draft. They were shocked. Okay, this but comes, wait, there's more. There's a quote here. I'm going to read you a quote from one <laughs> Lakers coaching staff. We all had the same reaction that the basketball world did. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Not only are we not getting shooting, but we're also getting every basket case left on the market. What does that mean? I'm going straight to free agency. The, the Los Angeles Lakers. Remember, we questioned almost every free agent move they made after LeBron, Rajon Rondo. Michael Beasley, JaVale fucking McGee. Like, are, are, are we serious here? When you have LeBron James on your team, you need shooting. How many times have we talked about it? In Miami, Chalmers, Allen, Battier, Mike Miller, Chris Bosh, all those shooters. The list goes on and, and on. And in Cleveland, he had he had uh, Mo Williams, J.R. Smith, Iman Shumpert. Uh, he had Mike Miller, James Jones, Kevin Love, all these shooters. In L.A., he had no shooting. And I remember, I made a joke. I was like, LeBron, pass out the corner for Alonzo Ball for three. Uh, brick. LeBron, Durando for three. Brick. These guys aren't shooters. What the fuck are you doing? And then Michael Beasley, JaVale McGee, and even Rondo, to a lesser extent, are head cases. They are basket cases. We want to talk about... They are the poster children for basket cases in the NBA. Those three right there. As, as talented as Rondo is, and we love Rondo, he's still a basket case. Beasley's trash. He can't stay off the weed. He's got kids left and right. He is an idiot. And JaVale McGee goes back on defense when his team has the ball. Give me more. Give me but more. wait, there's more. There is more, Kelsey. Let, 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 let's get into it. Contavious Caldwell Pope, also represented by Rich Paul. Contavious Caldwell Pope was in jail for 25 days, serving a DUI sentence. You know what Contavious Caldwell Pope got to do? He got to practice with the team while he was in jail and play in basketball games in the state of California. He only missed four games during this 25-day jail sentence. He only missed four when they went to Memphis, when they went to Houston, and a game in Minnesota. Oh, my, oh my, excuse me. One game in Cleveland, one in Minnesota, and two in Houston. Those were the only games Contavious Caldwell Pope missed during this 25-day jail sentence. Homeboy played in nine games, started all nine, and then went back to jail after the game. <laughs> Homeboy was in an orange jumpsuit. Changed into his Lakers uniform, played, and then went back to jail. 
My man had the purple and gold and then put all the orange. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, again, this is from another staff member quote. Anybody else would have put him on personal leave or suspended him, one coaching staff member said. I had a major problem with that, a Lakers front office exec- uh, executive said. That's about the Caldwell Pope issue. If your team – okay, Kelsey, I'm going to put you in the GM chair. You're Magic Johnson. You get this shit about Contavious Caldwell Pope having to be in jail for 25 days. Are you allowing this man to play on the court? Hell no. Yeah. That's not how you run a team. That's not – where's the accountability? The man got caught with a DUI. I don't care who you are. Dude, serve your jail sentence. Your body going to be, we're going to suspend you five games. You learn your lesson and then come back. I'm not going to allow you to play during this jail sentence or practice with the team. What kind of shit is that? That is poor. What about something that's poor? Oh, that's poor. That's not how you run a basketball team or any team in general. Hockey, baseball, ba- football, doesn't matter. Where's the accountability? That's embarrassing. It's pathetic. Okay. But wait, there's more. There it is. Thank you, Kelsey. Let's move on to the next uh, issue with this team. A few days before the February 7th trade deadline with Anthony Davis, the Lakers endured a locker room blow-up after a loss in Golden State. Uh, uh, Excuse me. ESPN's Dave McMenamin reported that Walton had criticized specific players, Michael Beasley and JaVale McGee, for playing selfishly, and those players answered back at the coach. And in the end, after weeks of rumors, no agreement for Davis was struck. So, you're stuck with Beasley and McGee. I believe they traded Be- uh, to the Clippers, right? And the JaVale McGee trade, was that Beasley? I don't think it was Beasley. because I th- No, that was Ivica Zubac. They traded no, it, it was Zubac and was Beasley, but the Clippers, Zubac, but the Clippers yeah, released right, them right, right, right. Like, right away because, again, nobody fucking wants Michael Beasley. Um, so you have all this issue. You're trying to get to the NBA Finals. Or excuse me, not the Finals, just the playoffs. Get the Lakers back on the map. You got the best player in the game in LeBron James on your side, and you have all of this drama, and you miss the playoffs again. That causes issues between the coach, the players, friction, front office, owners, GMs, VPs, staff members. This is awful. Hit me with it. But wait, there's more. There is more, Kelsey. Rob Palinka delivered a speech to the Lakers players before they played at Madison Square Garden. He delivered some bullshit lie that uh, after Kobe Bryant saw The Dark Knight, you know, fe- featuring Heath Ledger as the Joker, that Kobe wanted a meeting and have a dinner with Heath Ledger. So Rob Palinka said, yup, I said it because uh, Kobe said because Heath Ledger was so locked into that role and Kobe wanted to learn from him so he can learn how to be locked into his role. So Rob Palinka set up a meeting for them and they had dinner and Kobe learned everything and then he dropped 62 that night. Here's the one problem, Kelsey. Rest in peace, Heath Ledger, but Heath Ledger was dead before the movie came out. My man was dead. (laughs) My man was dead. And you told the Lakers players right before a game at MSG that Kobe had dinner with him? First off, amazing movie. Second off, best, jo- best Joker. Agreed. Recipe. R.I.P. R- 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 to R.I.P. R- R- that was an amazing movie. Oh By my far. God. But, but, moving on. Yes. But, Rob Palenka straight up lied to these dudes. And I found the video on Twitter. I was embarrassed for him. I felt embarrassment watching this video. I would be embarrassed if I was in that room. I, 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 Oh! And the sad part is that it's Rob Lincoln. No one's going to stop it. That, that, that's the, that's the, one of the people that cut your checks. You're not going to correct the man like uh, the man died before the movie came out. You're like, yeah, no one's going to step up. No one's going to step up and literally correct and embarrass your boss right on the spot. So you just roll with it. You're just like, I know this statement's false, but 
yeah, I'm going to roll with it because I'm still trying to get paid out here. Yeah. What is that? What kind of shit is this? All right, man. Uh, like, you don't just lie to your players like that. The man's dead. The man died. And you're telling your players you set up Kobe with dinner with Heath Ledger? What the? What in the hell of it are you doing? Again, if I'm Genie Bus, if I'm one of the Bus family, I'm looking at this dude like, get the fuck out of my office. You're fired. You're an embarrassment to our organization. This, this is the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers. It's pathetic. Hit me. But wait, there's more. There is more, Kelsey. Let's move on to the next part. Okay, next one. Jeannie Buss. She... It, I'm going to go back to Jeannie Buss. I, I, I can't deal with her right now. We're going to go back to Magic. My man Magic Johnson got hit with tampering how many times? Four times during his tenure? I, I think like three. Uh, okay, step uh, part one of tampering. The dude went on Jimmy Kimmel Live and made a comment about Paul George winking at the camera. Paul George is still under contract with the Indiana well, Pacers. Well, well, what happened was it was, a, it was a conversation between Jimmy Kimmel and Magic, and Paul George's name happened to come up, and then Magic Johnson in, in like, hinting that the Tongue Lakers were— well, yeah, the, the hinting at the Lakers were tro- interested in it, he winked. And then that, obviously, they you got back to You still can't do tampering. that. That's tampering, my boy. What are you doing? Still so can't do that. That was, that was offense numero uno. Oh, my man. All right. Offense numero dos. He was fined in February 2018 when the Lakers were fined $50,000 for violating league tampering rules again when Johnson discussed Milwaukee Bucks star Giannis Antetokounmpo in an interview with ESPN. And that actually happened on first take. It was pathetic. <laughs> he did it on live television. He did it on live television. He didn't give a fuck. Homeboy did it on live television. That was on first take. I actually was watching that episode, too. A year later. This I'm was, like, ooh, that's a fine. A year later, and this was just recent, Magic Johnson said Philadelphia 76ers rising star Ben Simmons reached, quote unquote, reached out to me, not to me directly, to the Lakers to find out if we can get together this summer. Magic, what in the fuck are you doing? That's three. That is three tampering. And you've been on the job for two years. I can't. Let, let's also highlight that one of those tampering fives were for a, a, a nice 500 grand, which yes. is the largest in NBA history. Yes. Let's also put that like, out what there. What the hell are you doing? Hit me, Kels. But wait, there's more. The final one. Jeannie Buss apparently believes in fate. Jeannie Buss, uh, apparently Kurt Rambis' wife. Uh, I, I, Linda uh, Rambis. Is it Linda? Yeah, that sounds about right. Linda Rambis apparently had so much power in this Lakers organization, more, more than anything. And she's the one kind of pulling the puppet strings here a little bit. Why? Why? It says here, here, here here's the quote. In some circles around the NBA, Linda Rambis has been referred to as a quote-unquote shadow owner of the Lakers, a title that one front office staffer said Rambis enjoys, noting she loves it and that she controls and manipulates Jeannie. How? How? How do you allow this? Magic Johnson, actually a report just came out, popped up on my phone. Magic Johnson denies the bombshell report, says he never abused any Lakers employees. Quote-unquote, it never happened. Bullshit. But wait, there's more. The one thing that you also happened to miss 
Rob Plinka was sitting in team meetings before the game. Like, this, how would that's you another feel, one. How would you feel if if your boss is sitting in the locker room before a game? Like, you're like, wait, all right, we're trying to prepare for said team here. No, we're going through the game plan. But guess what? Your boss is in the locker room. Exactly. Right there. That's the, you know, not to just bring up the elephant in the room, but, you know, the man just cut your checks is here in the locker room, like, right here, and you're trying to get focused for the game, but guess what? The elephant's in the room. Yeah, that did. Like, what, what do you, and then, and then Rob Plinka was out here talking about the other franchises do it, and thinking the articles mentioned the Warriors. No! The Warriors are locked in. They know what's going on. That's another one. Yeah. Come Bob on. Myers. Yeah. Like, no. There's the, the owners aren't in. I bet you Mark Cuban doesn't even do that. You want to talk about someone who's in line with the franchise, so to speak. And it's Mark, Mark Cuban. Cuban. In Dallas. Right. And he don't even do that. Yeah. I mean, I mean for Polinka to come out and say, oh, yeah, that happens with the Warriors all the time. Bob Myers says it's in. Oh, come on, And, and Luke Walton straight up said, no, he doesn't. I coached in Golden State. <laughs> he doesn't do that. It's it's a it's a weird situation, Kelsey, and we're talking about we're not talking about the fucking Milwaukee Bucks or the Phoenix Suns here or or one of those other organizations that really does not have the history. We're talking about the Los Angeles Lakers here. We're talking about the premier franchise in the NBA. It comes down to them and the Boston Celtics, and the Lakers right now are just a dumpster fire. Yeah, they are pathetic, and it's coming down to a point. If you're a big name free agent, if you're Kawhi Leonard, Kev, you're Kevin Durant, Kemba Walker, any any of these other teams. Like, no. It's bad. And meanwhile, while all this is going on behind the scenes, Snoop Dogg goes to Twitter and at least about a seven-tweet-long explosive rant about the Lakers, basically calling them out, saying they have no help for LeBron James, and putting up his box seats for $5 for the rest of the season. That's bad. I mean, you would talk about, I mean, Snoop, he's a, he's a super fan. I mean, but he, he relates with the, the rest of the Lakers Fan base. But again, though, he like he's not wrong though because he's again, not wrong. The, the the free the free agency options or moves they made after bringing in LeBron James, Rajon Rondo, Michael Beasley, Javale McGee. No, I mean you had you had no shooting on this roster, dude. You mm-hmm. had none. Brandon. I mean, Ky- Kyle Kuzma is an average shooter. He's not a sharpshooter. Brandon Ingram, average shooter. Lonzo Ball can't shoot. And neither can Rajon Rondo and Beasley. Shooting is not Beasley's forte. game anyway. Yeah, it's not his it's, game. It's embarrassing. It's pathetic. Yeah. I don't like it. Look, man. Uh, look, the Lakers. Uh, you know, and and they were talking about this on first take today. How how do you solve? How how do you fix the Lakers? I mean, this point they're going to need an overhaul. Of just everybody, just get out. <laughs> get <laughs> like, out. Get out. Like <laughs> sell the team. Get rid of all affiliation with the Lakers. Genie Bus, you're gonna have to swallow some pride. Get out, Linda Rambis, Kurt Rambis, everybody, get out. Rob Plinka, out. Get out. Get out. Just because there's too many pieces, there's too many people trying to pull weight. There's there's way too many. Like you look at some other franchises in the league, they have a GM, they have a president operation, they have a president of basketball operations or whatever you want to call it. Everyone's got their their got their role. Everyone knows how to stay in their role. Everyone knows that where the line, where is the line that they do not cross and they do not cross it. Meanwhile, in the Lakers, it's just a swirling pot of just 
mediocreness. It's not just mediocrity. It's it's, it's honestly it's, it's, it's pathetic. Yeah. It really is pathetic. And again, we're talking about one of the premier franchises in the NBA. Like, 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 like it's not like we're talking about the Phoenix Suns or some shit. Like, like this, this is the yeah, Lakers, they're, the they're, purple and gold. Exactly. This, this is a marquee, marquee team in the league. And, and other than who, along with them and the Knicks, the most dysfunctional franchises right now. Right. Like, it, it's right. It, it, it's bad. I mean, we all know that the you know. That there's some teams that just need to be relevant in the league for the league to just be in a good state, and it's those big market teams, you know, with with marquee name free agents, whatever you want to call it, but like it's those big market teams that make the league right. Right, like they need the Lakers. No, and they need the Lakers. They need the Celtics. They need the Knicks. You know, oh, they, and the Bulls. Will the, the, the Bulls, the less to a lesser extent. You know, because they obviously had Jordan and, they, you know, that. And even Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose for a little bit, you know. But but when the when the big market teams are playing well, you know, and, and they're relevant, yeah. the league is a little different. Without than, a doubt. Than more so than when. Nah, don't get me wrong. I always will pull for the smaller markets. Man, I will always pull for I the smaller I always will pull for the smaller markets. Me being a team, uh, fan of a team of a smaller market. But I mean, you and I both know that these, that these NBA Finals ratings are about to come out. They're going to be a little tough to kind of say. They're going to gonna be a little because, tough because, because there's Toronto. Because it's Toronto. Well, well, then again, you can look at it like this. These yeah. are two. Now there's basically two different countries. However, as being represented, the, but, but but the entire country of Canada doesn't like factor into U.S. ratings. No, oh, that's also true. So nah, yeah, they are asking you get you get me there. You so get me there. I, I mean, like like TV ratings, like sure people love Kawhi Leonard, but I'm telling you right now, there's going to be like some casual fan who's not going to watch the Raptors. That's like, fair. But, I can but, attest that as a casual fan here, nine out of ten times they're not going to watch Golden State again for what's the fifth time in the playoffs. Fifth time, not fifth, well, fifth, fifth time, time in the, the finals. finals. It's, it's, in the not, finals. It's, it's not Golden State. The casual fan loves the Warriors, and and the, and the stats and, 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 and the stats prove it. Not all casual fans. Okay, but then you're in like the three percent minority then, because ninety seven percent of casual fans are going to watch the Warriors. Yeah, it's more so like the Raptors were. Yeah, like, it, it, it's the small market yeah. teams like the Raptors. Like nobody's going to watch the Raptors. Nobody's going to watch the Bucks. Nobody's going to watch the Utah Jazz. So, I mean, pe- people love watching Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. I'm not arguing that at so, all. So, I mean, I mean, like, like, sure, like you're not going to watch it, but the casual ninety seven percent of the casual fan. Feeds off the Warriors, feeds off the Lakers, well, feeds off the Celtics, the Knicks. They feed off the team as hot at the moment. Exactly. And right now it's Golden State. But, 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 but again, that, that's what I'm saying. But to, to your point, though, about the casual fans not going to watch this, casual fans not going to watch it because of Toronto. They're not going to watch it because of Golden State. They're not going to watch it because of Toronto. So, I mean, sure, the NBA, I'm, I'm sure the NBA is loving the fact that the Raptors are there just because Canada. And, oh, I love it. And, 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 I love and, it. And, and, everything, and, everything, yeah. and everything like that. But. Like, like, let's be real though. I mean, the NBA would would have probably would, would have rather had like uh, Boston in, in these finals, or or uh, or even Philly. Uh, like a bigger, just a just a bigger Eastern market. You yeah, know? like like with yeah, that, because, you know, the NBA would have loved that. Yeah, because I mean, Toronto, even though it has is a big market in Canada, obviously, you know, it has become a bigger market because they've just gotten better. Um, but yeah, I mean, you realistically speaking, they are a small market as compared to, right. you know, some other big cities, you know. So, you know, I, I look at it. I still think this is going to be a really fun series. No, a really big matchup. I'm going to take the Warriors and six. I think it'll be a tough matchup, but I mean, I think Toronto will give them a, a battle. Like yeah, they'll give them a battle. Yeah, but, I, I agree. But you go. But real quick, going back to Lakers, like you said, they got they got to just clean house, man. Get out. They, they got a clean house, and then. And, and it, I don't even like their coach hiring. Like, 
Frank Vogel. I like Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel. Okay, I like Frank Vogel because he's successful with Indiana. Didn't really do anything really in Orlando, but we all remember Frank Vogel in Indiana. But then you go and get Jason Kidd. Yeah, that's another one because, because now you're gonna have Kidd looking over his shoulder. Now you're gonna have Kidd who's also has head coaching experience, right. who literally just came off of coaching Giannis Tenacumpo. Yeah, so Milwaukee, you yo. know he's gonna be like, look, I can coach this team just as well as you can, right. if not better. Like, listen, he's gonna be looking like, over like, his shoulder. Like I get it. You have to. I get you want to try to have this best of staff, but you have to realize that like, okay, your assistant coach gotta be an assistant for a reason. Yep. You don't just go hire. Two head coaches essentially, the Lakers and say, stupid. "Okay, you're you're one A, you're one B." Yeah, the Lakers. No, the Lakers. Are just... No, everyone knows. Everyone knows that if Frank Vogel messes up, and to be honest, a recent success, who are you going to put at head coach over who? Well, hold on, ready. This is the Lakers theme song. Typical circus music, right? Typical circus music, or you know. And then, and then I feel bad for LeBron James because LeBron's still fucking balling out here. LeBron is in. LeBron put in twenty-seven, eight, and eight this year. Again, the one person that you could possibly feel bad for in this is LeBron because not only has LeBron didn't expect this. Yeah, LeBron signed up for a four-year deal for this team. Yeah, you know, he got magic in magic sitting there. You're expecting stability you're expecting all right i know what magic doing magic's gonna go ahead and make all these moves etc etc and one year in one year all of this bullshit and dumpster fire all over the place and 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 again i i you know some people some people may look at it like lebron no no no. lebron is, is is stuck in all this and 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 it it's sad to see. Crazy thing really, is, I'm still picking the Lakers to make the playoffs next year. They really could. <laughs> just they really could. I mean, winning solves just all, because of LeBron. Like winning solves or, or like at least cures a lot of things. Oh, it does. But but when you have front like front office instability, yeah, it's pathetic. You know, it's it, it, it harder to go out and get those players. It's it's hard, you know, for LeBron James to go pitch out to Anthony Davis, pitch out to a Kyrie Irving. Hey. Come play with me in L.A. We're going to win games. Like, but guess nah. what? We have a very mediocre front office that don't know what the hell they're doing. Right. Like, uh, that's just hard to bring in assets to L.A. Now, listen, we got we got to kind of wrap this up because I, I know for a fact that we're about to get hit with some weather. I just looked at the way, at the radar, so we got to kind of get out of here for, for, for real quick. So, Lakers. Final, fi- final verdict. Clown show? Or oh, clown show, clown show, or dumpster fire though. Like which one would probably be best? Dumpster fire. No, no, dumpster fire. No, both. We're going both, 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 both. The Knicks are the Knicks are both as well. Both. Damn, both. I don't want to do this to LeBron James. Oh, LeBron deserves so much better. LeBron does deserve better, but again, he come didn't to see Detroit. It. He didn't see it, but you know what? <laughs> he he signed up for it. No, come to Detroit. You can play with Blake Griffin. Although you can't use number 23 because Blake already has it. All right. For Kelsey Witted, for our terrific producer, Chris Tomasello, I'm Kai Carlin. We're out. Enjoy the finals, everybody. Enjoy the clown show and dumpster fire. That is L.A. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time.
This has been a 8th Hour Production.